The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Jason Swain here with you. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247, we're doing this momentarily. A lot to get to today. A lot to get to today. A ton to get to today. Tennessee basketball getting the big time dub over Illinois. It's a fantastic game. I'm not gonna lie. Coming in here this morning, I was like, hey, what's what's the lead? What what's the lead, Benjamin? Is it Tennessee basketball? Playing well at home, getting the win on the national stage, CBS. Is it Tennessee football recruiting with all that's going on with the portal? And there's a lot going on. Probably the most active that we have seen Tennessee be uh, under the Josh Heupel era as far as players departing ben good morning sir good morning how are you i'm good man i'm i'm, I'm good we um we we got some stuff to to discuss this morning i mean is the lead tennessee basketball getting the win over illinois or is it is it the portal and recruiting right now i think i know the answer but i just want to ask you and confirm before moving forward it, it, it's not the lady vols win over eastern kentucky on sunday stop playing with me man it should be this basketball team that has a chance to win a national championship this year and make the the program's first ever Final Four. But we know why we're here. We know why the people are here. They're here to talk about all these six defensive backs that are in the transfer portal now. It's 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 early. It's, it's real early, early. All right. uh, for for basketball. I mean we. I mean, it's never too early for basketball for, for for me, but it's when you compare it to 
Tennessee football recruiting. Like when you compare it to that, then it, it it's tough. It, it's tough to pick hoops. But they also, for, for me, the difference is like tonight they're playing zero and nine Georgia Southern. Tonight could not be more of a waste of time than anything else you could be doing on this fine Tuesday chilly evening. Georgia Southern is terrible. They're literally one of the worst teams in college basketball, and Tennessee's going to win by 30, 40 points, if not more. It's not like that took place on Saturday. Tennessee beat a Illinois team that I feel like is really, really underrated and, and one of the better teams in the country. I thought Saturday was a high-level college basketball game between two top 10, top 15 basketball teams. Listen, man, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you, man. I was I was I was locked in. I was in a defensive stance in the in the living room, man. Room for your home state? Uh yeah, I was room for Tennessee. My home state won. It's a great day. It's a great day for be be from Tennessee, man. Yeah, I, I had to watch the first half. Well, I had to watch the second half. Um I watched the second half of my living room, and then I had to go back and watch the first half again because, you know, I was I, w- I was traveling. Um, I went to a graduation in Harrogate, Tennessee, Lincoln Memorial. I had never been over there before in Cumberland Gap. I, that was a new experience. And so my wife graduated, got her master's degree, added a girl to her. So we, we that's what I was doing. Um, during that time, and so I had to come back and and rewatch the first half. But um, that was that was a phenomenal basketball game. And and you on Josh and Swain last week, I asked you who was the player to watch. Who are you looking for to make big plays for Tennessee and be an important piece for victory against Illinois? You said Zakai Ziegler, and the one play that stands out is him ripping the opposing point guard, Josiah Jordan James, getting the dunk. And that that was the moment where like Tennessee just didn't look 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 back at all. Put the clamps on, had a couple possessions where you were scoring, um, and then defending. And you get a couple of those in a row, you, you're gonna go on a six oh, eight oh, ten oh run. And I think I think that was the difference in that in that basketball game. But yeah, man, I'm with you. Like that, that's a big time game, man. Like I, I I understand. Like that's that's worth a ton of conversation if you wasn't in SEC country. Correct. We again, <laughs> we we know why we're here and just perusing the text box this morning. Uh, Vol fan does want to talk basketball, but we've got a couple of of defensive back questions from Camden, Tennessee Vol and Chip Payne. QC Rodney, aka the other McKee, is uh, a big fan of Bennett Warren after his tweet about never going to be a part of the Colorado Buffaloes football program uh, last night when when somebody tweeted at him. Uh, but I guess we'll start with Chip Payne real quick before we hit hit our first break of, of the show. Yep. Does Cabal Haddon have one more year of eligibility or is he trolling? Uh, per Tennessee, they have no idea what Kamal Haddon is talking about because Tennessee has checked, 
double checked and triple checked with compliance and they don't see how he has another year of eligibility. That was as of 7 p.m., 8 p.m. last night. So uh, I, I, I quite frankly do not know what Kamal Haddon is talking about when he tweets to a fan who asked him why he tweeted eyeball emojis and the orange emoji. What do you know, Kamal? And he said something along the lines of another year of eligibility. I have another year of eligibility. Well, Tennessee does not see how he has another year of eligibility. They have double checked. And again, that was as of 8 p.m. last night. So not sure what Kamal is talking about. Yeah, I had, I mean, I I hit the eyeball eyeball emoji um, when he tweeted that. And I deleted my tweet because I didn't want to confuse folks, but like, they kind of confused me. I mean, normally when you have a player that has another year and they want to share it with the world, usually they are accurate. And um, they 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 don't do it in a way like Kamal did it, where you're just responding to you know a random person. And so um, he does not have any more eligibility. It's it's a wrap. Yeah, what you what you said it, it is it is a wrap. So, yeah, that was that was a little weird, that was a little awkward. Um, but we do have to talk about the defensive backs. We do have to talk about the transfer portal, and I I need some help, y'all. I I, I really do. Um, I, I try to have a pulse of kind of the fan base for the most part. Um, and I'm I'm kind of confused on our reaction, how we're feeling. So during our break, I want your reaction. Use the text box, Swain Event text box, free for Android Apple devices. Uh, the Beatty Chevrolet text box, BeattyChevrolet.com. What it? What was your reaction to seeing all the defensive backs into the portal? What, what was your reaction? That's that's what I want to know. And we come back from my first break. We will touch on wh- why, what's going on, what's move, what's the next move, what's the game plan, how do we get here, like all of it. Like we, we're talking defensive backs, we're talking transfer portal. That is the position that's kind of been hit hardest right now for Tennessee. And not the only position that was hit. So we will discuss Tennessee football transfer portal. When we come back, it's Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. 
They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, My family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, the Beatty Chevrolet text box, BeattyChevrolet.com. Give us your reaction when you heard the news of all the players hitting the portal from, from Tennessee, mainly at the defensive back position, mainly. 865-255-03. Chipain says my reaction to... That's uh, no big deal. I think I see what's going on. Sometimes you have to clean the table off to put down new plates, kind of like a real-world job where you get evaluated at the end of the year, and if your performance is not not up to standards, then you are asked to look somewhere else to work. <clears throat> Nelson from Jackson says, my reaction was uh, I would like to have kept McDonald, but not to be disrespectful, I think we could upgrade everybody else we lost. Okay. So, being correct me if I if I'm wrong here. For three years, I've heard the group that has been the most criticized be the defensive back room. The one group that's been criticized the most over a three year span. DB room. Would you agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. Um, when you have a group 
perform poorly or perform below the standards or the expectation. Everyone's solution is what we've heard publicly over the last three years, right, Ben? I mean, we've heard people wanting to replace William Martinez. And I have never really beaten that drum because I know William Martinez's track record. I've seen the development twice in two different stints here at Tennessee. I know William Martinez's value when it comes to recruiting. My first reaction when I'm seeing play at the corner position or the safety position not be where it needs to be, my first thought is, man, we got to get some better dudes. Like, we got to recruit better. We got to have better players, better athletes in those positions. But I understand, and it's not just Tennessee fans, It's I think it's fans, period. Your first solution is replace the coach, replace the coach. And before the transfer portal, it was easier to replace the coach than to replace the group. And where Tennessee was in year number one going into number, year number two, Probably hard to pull a Deion Sanders and go, all right, we're going to replace the group. Last year, did not do that. Did not take the Deion Sanders prime Sanders approach. Harder to do that. Easier to replace the coast and replace the whole group. You went out and you recruited some really good young corners, guys who are long, guys who are athletic, guys that can uh, exhibit great ball skills, can play man-to-man. And we were excited about that class coming in. But with any class coming in or any player coming in, you have to remind yourself that they're true freshmen at the end of the day. So this past year, that talented recruiting class we got recruiting our DBs, those guys were freshmen. And we saw glimpses here and there of young guys getting in there and playing and playing pretty well. Well, Brendan Turnage, Warren Burrell, Danico Slaughter, Deshaun Rucker, Terry on McDonald, Tamari on McDonald, all upperclassmen hit the portal. And then you have Drake Luttrell, who, after the tweet talking about NIL, I knew it was on a matter of time before. Uh, he would not be here. So six guys hit the portal. I thought we wanted the DB room to be better. Did we think that the DB room was going to get better with a different coach and same players or with a proven coach and different players? I'm trying to figure out the angle here, Ben. I'm trying to figure out why or if there has been any overreaction, oh, my God, what's going on? Oh, that's not the right decision. I'm trying to figure out why we have that um, that stance. 
I feel like this is yeah, something I that think, had to happen. I think most of the overreaction has actually been, at least from what I've seen on social media, um, I myself tweeted out when uh, Danico Slaughter, or I guess it was Tamarion McDonald, he's, he was the latest. Uh, when I quote tweeted Matt Zenitz of 247, when Matt tweeted out that Tamarion is expected to enter the portal or whatever verbiage he used, I tweeted, that's now six Tennessee defensive backs to enter the portal. And to me, what I saw from that tweet, because it kind of picked up steam, a lot of it was from other SEC fan bases mm. who don't quite know Tennessee's secondary situation or aren't quite as informed on how poor Tennessee secondary play has been over the last couple of years. And their comments were uh, of exactly what you would expect, doubting Josh Heupel and they, they think it's a, a sign of Josh Heupel's demise, whereas most of the reaction that I've seen from Tennessee fans is, is well, it's two-prong. A, exactly what you just said and described, like we need to get better in the secondary, and the only way to get better in the secondary is by having quite a bit of attrition, which is what you just outlined. The other reaction has been, oh, they see the writing on the wall with Willie Martinez. Willie Martinez stinks. He needs to go. Those were the two reactions that I saw. Fans who were blaming Willie Martinez, and, and that's why there was a mass exodus. And then the fans that were like, well, none of these guys are huge difference makers, at least the majority of them. I, I did see a little bit of, man, I, I do hate to see T-Mac go. I hate to see Tamarion McDonald go. And I kind of had that same feeling in terms of assessing the six that have entered. And I, I do think that there's going to be more as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that has started pretty frequently that, that I would not be surprised to see end up in, in the portal at some point as well. Um, but T-Mac was, was really the only one where I was like 100%. Like, nah, I think I think it would have been worth it for, for Tennessee if Tamirion McDonald decided to return for another year. And I kind of had that feeling with Danico Slaughter as well. I would like to see Danico Slaughter at safety. Maybe when they had their exit meetings, they talked to him about staying at corner. And when he spoke to the media this year at some point he was asked about what he prefers and he said that he does prefer to play in the box because he prefers to hit people so I, I do wonder if if he wants to go play safety so Slaughter and, and McDonald were were the only two that I, I kind of raised my eyebrow at a, a little bit but to me even those two they're really solid SEC players and really solid isn't going to get you to where you want to go alright let's Let's turn the corner. Let's turn the corner and talk about what is right here in front of us that maybe some folks want to ignore. That's money. In this case, we'll call it NIL. Um, We have... I know one player here in Danico Slaughter, there's an NIL commercial running on, or was running on Sports Animal. Um, I doubt that's running anymore. But you have a guy, Danico Slaughter, that has started for two seasons, 
who is coming back with one more year. That if if I'm Danica, I'm saying, okay, this is probably my last opportunity to make some cheese because I don't know if I'm going to be a pro player or not. And I think this is my value. Same can be said for Tamaria McDonald. I've started for two seasons. I've been out there. I haven't heard any um, character issues with McDonald or Slaughter. Both have had some injury issues here and there, but that's the game of football. But it's time for me to get more than what I got last year. And if you're Tennessee, you have to look at yourself and go, I did be a room. It's not good enough. So our DB room's not good enough. We got to get better. We're going to the college football playoff uh, model next year. We had a great season in 22. We have a freshman quarterback in, in Nico that's taking over. We got to make sure that everybody around him is as good as possible. I don't think we feel comfortable paying a position that's underperformed for three years, I don't think we feel comfortable paying those guys more. And I'm not getting that from anybody or because honestly, man, things have been really quiet. Not a lot of folks talking um, over there. I think it's understandable because you're dealing with recruiting and you want to keep your plan close to the vest. But this is just common sense here. Some guys, listen, they're not going to play. Jack Lutt- uh, Latrell, he's not going to play. Luttrell, he's not going to play. Deshaun Rucker, he's not, he wasn't going to play. Uh, Brandon Turns wasn't playing before. Um who knows if he was going to play next year. And these are all guys like Turnish and Warren Burrell and, and the trail uh, slaughter. Like I haven't met Rucker, but like five out of the six guys, these are guys that I've talked to. I've either interviewed uh, on one platform or the other. And like, Hey man, it's been, it's been awesome. Like they're good dudes, but this is a business now more than ever. And if you're Tennessee, Ben, you have to determine, all right, I got this pot. And we have to figure out where our resources should go. And rather than paying a guy that we know is not good enough for us to play the type of defense we need to play, instead of paying a guy an increased amount of money to come back, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to go get somebody else that – I may be able to pay less who's coming from a different school where they don't have uh, organized NIL and giving him less would be like that player discovering goal at the end of the rainbow. Like less is more for that player. Exactly. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So I'm going to hit the portal, evaluate a DB 
that has really good length and speed and 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 I'm gonna talk to him, make sure he's a good fit. I'm gonna pay him the original amount I was paying some of our guys, or a little bit less, and I'm gonna get a better player. I think that's maybe the mindset. Yes, I, I definitely think it's the mindset. I will say there there is a sliver of it is a little bit of a risky plan in terms of allowing Danico Slaughter, allowing Tamarion McDonald to walk. Th- those are veteran players that if if you're not careful, you will downgrade. You can upgrade. Again, I said a moment ago that I think that they're solid players and solid SEC players aren't going to get you to to where you want to be and, and where you should be. But you better have a plan if if you are going to let those guys walk. Is Jordan Thomas going to be ready to step in at that star position next year and be an upgrade over to Marion McDonald? Right now, I, I would I would say no. The coaches maybe feel differently. Uh, at best, is is probably even. Who knows? Maybe he has a great offseason. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But there there is a, a sliver of of risk involved when making these personnel decisions. There there's not there, there's obvious answers at corner for for allowing some of these guys to walk with um, Jordan Matthews and 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 Ricky Gibson and and Christian Conyer. But even those three true freshmen, even they need to have big off seasons in order for Tennessee to elevate its corner play next season. Uh, and then I guess the more questionable spots are at safety and at the star position. There's no obvious replacements to where you're looking at this guy or that guy and saying, okay, John Slaughter, Jordan Thomas, they're definitively going to be better than Tamarion McDonald. Or even Boo Carter coming in as a freshman. It's unreasonable and a little ridiculous to expect Boo Carter to step in to one of those secondary spots and think that he's going to be better than a Danico Slaughter or a Tamarion McDonald. So you you better have a plan if you're allowing those to walk. Brandon Turnage, not an SEC football player. Warren Burrell, not an SEC football player. And I was glad to see Warren Burrell land at Georgia Tech. I think that was a good spot for him. Like you said, they're they're really awesome young men. I wish them nothing but the best. But in terms of just the actual football player, they're not going to help Tennessee get over the hump and get into the 12-team playoff and win an SEC championship and, and win. Now, more than ever, there's more huge SEC games with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league. And I don't personally view them as players that are going to help you win those games, at least in the secondary. Maybe they can on special teams, but you need more than just special teams players in this league to, to be successful. So there, there's no obvious answers coming back to replace a slaughter, a McDonald that have entered the portal. So you, you, you better make sure you develop the guys that are coming back. But then you also better make sure you go add a significant piece or two in the secondary from the portal. Because if not, honestly, you may take a step back because it's it's going to be a full-on youth movement at this point. And there may be a lot of young talent back there, but they're going to have their growing pains. It's possible you could take a step back, but it's possible you could take a step forward. Absolutely. It's a risk, whatever you do. I mean, you recruited five or six DBs a year ago. 
um, guys like Ricky Epson and Christian Conyers, who you beat out other SEC teams to get. It's a risk to keep the older players, pay them more, and risk losing your young talent, who's obviously more athletic than some of the older players. So I think it's more risky not to roll with them because you can lose them after um, or lose them now and only have these older guys for one more season. And then next year you're screwed, like for real screwed. Yeah. And so I think it's riskier not to do um, what we've done. Either we have encouraged guys to leave or for, for, you know, X's and O's reasons, or we just said, hey, man, that number you talking about that right. you want, we we can't do that. And if you want to look somewhere else for that number, then, you know, be, be my guest. So, like, no, I completely agree yeah. with you on the young corners. I was strictly talking about the safety position and the star position. Well, George, there, no, go ahead. I'm what's sorry. that? No, I was, oh, was going to say, there's no Ricky Gibson or Jordan Matthews. You have John Slaughter, and they seem to be high on John Slaughter. But one guy ain't enough. And you, Jordan Thomas, but he's a veteran. Is Jordan Thomas an upgrade over to Marion McDonald at the star position? Yeah, I don't know. We, we gonna, we gonna That's see. The where it's a bigger question mark to me is that safety spot in, in that star position. Yeah, we're going to see. And Thomas, I thought, did a pretty good job until he got yeah. until he got hurt. Um, but here's, here's how I look at this, too, man. There's no reason not to be better in the secondary when you have literally two or three secondary coaches at practice every single day with this group. Tim Banks is a defense coordinator, but his background is secondary. You got Willie Martinez, and we, we've we seen him develop at Tennessee. We've seen what he did when he was at Central Florida. He had three guys. Uh, the, 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 the year that Heupel came to Tennessee – that year, three guys were drafted from Central Florida, a group that Willie Martinez coached. You got three coaches, and then you have a, uh, a quality control coach that is just as good as, as some position coaches around the country and in the SEC. So you got three coaches at that position. With more talent, more athleticism, we should have guys ready to play. Should. We should have guys ready to play. It's just unproven and a question mark. And question Nelson mark. does mention Andre Turrentine. That that's somebody that I should have mentioned. I, I was thinking of 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 true freshman and redshirt freshman type of players when, when I was speaking. Turrentine, he, he could become a player for Tennessee. He's going to have to be more consistent on and off the field for him to to consistently be a playmaker for Tennessee on the back end. But he he's a guy that can factor in next year for sure. He, here's a valid question to ask. No one asked this on the uh, on the text box, but I was thinking about it. If the young players are so good, and we feel so comfortable with moving away from the older players for the young players, now why didn't they play any more during the season? That they're so good, and I think that's a valid question. Well. I think the answer goes back to, all right, what you are willing to pay NIL for the player to come back, and you are projecting that with a spring, with a summer, that they're going to be a whole lot better. With your coaching, that they're going to be 
good enough and ready to play when when the season when the season starts. Um, that's kind of w- what was the answer to my own question that I had. But secondary, not the only position that experienced some attrition. You have some at defensive line, and this time. Tyler Barron officially hit the portal for more than five minutes. So he's in there. What does that mean for Tennessee and Tennessee's defense? 865-255-03. We'll go to the phones. We'll go back to the Beatty Chevrolet text box, BeattyChevrolet.com. You're listening to Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. 
When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247, I'm Jason Swain, live here in the Low T Center studio. Let's, uh, let's get to the phone. Let's bring in Justin. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing today? Good, man. Hope you are too. Uh, doing doing well. Uh, I have a question for Ben first, and then I have a point to make on the whole DB thing. Okay, Ben. Yes, sir. How are you? Ben, good. Were, were you slightly impressed, but also cringed a little when you saw that Otani contract get announced? Which which part? The seven hundred million or the six hundred and sixty oh million that he's deferring? Oh, I, I, I just, I mean, I I'll always ask myself, is a guy like that worth it? I mean, you're getting a, a starter every fifth day and, a you know, bat in the middle of the lineup. I, I just, what he does is just, I mean, beyond comprehension to be able to do it at that level on both sides is just unbelievable to me. But when you see 700 million and then you go, nah, I'm just going to kick a bunch of that down the road. I mean, Oof. Yeah, it's it's yeah. uh it's pretty ridiculous, and uh, I think he's worth every penny of it, both from a player standpoint and then just the interest that the Dodgers are going to generate because Absolutely. yes, they're the Dodgers, but also having Shohei Otani and the Japanese market and and mm-hmm. uh, his his homeland interested in the Dodgers and and watching him, it is more than worth it. And and for those who don't really follow baseball, I mean, he is. Like as a pitcher, he is. You could make the case that he's the best pitcher in baseball. Now there are questions about his health, pitching moving forward, but take health out of it. When healthy, he's considered the best pitcher in baseball and the best hitter in baseball. It's like Garrett Cole, who just won the Cy Young for the Yankees, and Aaron Judge all into one. It's pretty ridiculous. I I truly think he's the most talented baseball player in the history of baseball. Yeah, I. I've never seen anything like it, and his stuff is definitely electric on the mound. But here's the point I was trying to make. This whole DB conversation, uh, and Ben, you made a statement that I thought was was pretty on point, is that there's some risk that the staff is taking. And what 
I guess I'm encouraged by is the staff is basically admitting, you know, hey, we need better than what we've been getting. We don't think that we're going to be able to do it and, you know, keep these older players here probably for whatever NIL money it is. But it's really going to come down to two things. Number one, are your evaluations of the younger DBs correct? You've got four in-house, okay, that, and we all can admit it, it usually takes one year to get up to speed, see what offenses are being run, how you're going to attack them. And, I mean, there's definitely learning, and it's very difficult to just take someone and just throw them out there in year one and not have them going, okay, which way is up? But, you know, you've got four guys. Do you hit on all four? Do you hit on three out of the four? Do you hit on two out of the four, one out of the four? Whatever that may be, that that's going to be question number one. How good are your evals? Question number two is, what's your plan, and can you execute that plan from the portal to fill in the gaps? Because there's now definitely some gaps, and you know, for everyone that wants to say, oh, our corners need to be be better. I mean, to, to me, I think, you know, an improvement at safety would probably help some of these corners. And, Swain, I'll kind of defer to you on that because that's more the inside uh, nitty-gritty of, you know, schemes and football, and, and you can talk a little bit better about that. But those two things, are your evals correct, and can you execute whatever your plan is in the portal? I'm going to hang up and listen. Take care, guys. Hey, thank you. I Man, I was I was enjoying myself listening to y'all talk about Shohei. Do you see uh, seven hundred mil, and did that inspire you to try and go for a, a, a baby boy and get him on the baseball diamond? Uh, it did not inspire me to have any more kids. Um, it inspired me to adopt. <laughs> That's for, that's for sure. Well, you, you can't have either of my two boys. I, I've already secured commitments from Tony Vitello and Josh Elander for the class of 2040-something. So uh, we, we will be in the yard all day, every day, pitching and hitting and, until we both get perfect on, on both of them. Uh, no, I saw, I saw your jump shot and your agility. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, we're on talking that. baseball. We don't need a jump shot in baseball, baby. I'm talking about. Well, I saw your agility. I'm I'm good on on that. Man. Hey, I beat you. Just remember that. <laughs> you you. It, it may have been five games in, and and you were hurting for air, but I I did beat you once. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a move that had to be made with the DBs, and um, you want better? Then how can you expect? better when you do the same things with the, with the same players. So I wish those players the best. I hope they go somewhere uh, and they have a great finish to their college career and they make as much money as they can. But this this is this is college football today. And um, I understand not liking it. I understand disengaging until real football is played. I, I get it. I understand. Um, but this is this is where we are right now. And um, the coaches have a job to do. They pay a lot of money to do their job. And it's easier to coach. It's easier to get results when you are coaching really talented players. And if we didn't play in the SEC and we didn't play against 
teams that have the best talent in America, then we would be forced to do this. But you have to do this. And we're trying to win at the highest level. So you're going to just keep bumping your head on the wall and be okay with that? Or are you going to make moves to get over that hump and bust through the wall? So I feel like these are moves that have been made to try to improve and bust through that wall. Now, tight end position. Well, can I make one more quick point on DBs? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. We'll 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 see what ha- ends up happening with Willie Martinez, but I do think that this is a sign that maybe Josh Heupel thinks that the issues in the secondary were a personnel issue and not a coaching issue. I think if if you believe that it was a coaching issue, then you don't allow a T-Mac or a uh, Danico Slaughter or, or even a, a young guy like a Jack Luttrell or somebody like that. You, you don't necessarily allow those guys to walk if you think it's a, a, a if it's a coaching issue. So Willie's contract is obviously up and it, it could mean nothing. But I, I, I do think that allowing this Benny DBs to walk, I, I think that signals that the head coach believes that it was a talent issue, a personnel issue, much more than a coaching issue. Wouldn't you think so? Yep. I mean, as I look at the staff and each individual on-field coach, you can't afford to lose William Martinez. Mm-mm. Martinez is one of your top two recruiters. Mm-mm. Nope, not unless you feel like you can get someone that's a better developer and a better recruiter than William Martinez. And those those guys just don't grow on trees like that. No, um, I, 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 I would, to play devil's advocate, ask the question, should Willie Martinez be one of your top two recruiters? He should not be, but he is. All right. Yes. Okay. Both things can be true. Yep. 865-255-03. Go back to the phones. Good morning. Good morning. Mississippi Vol. Mississippi Vol. What's up, man? Not much, man. Just transporting vehicles right now. Oh, you be careful um, doing that, man. It's good to hear from you, though. Yeah, I got um two, maybe three points. Um, first of all, Tyler Barron. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been jumping in the portal five minutes here the last two, three years, and this year it would, shouldn't affect us because we we're expecting him to leave anyway, whether the draft or you know. So I call that weight that was already leaving anyway. So I wouldn't be too mad about Tyler Barron leaving. Two, the DBs, which I feel like everybody else said, like. We've been complaining about the DBs <laughs> the last three years. Mm-hmm. So we've been recruiting DBs that are basically more athletic. It's time to let those guys go out there and play, take your lumps, take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a chance of losing those guys when they're playing. Um, then we're still recruiting DBs. Who knows what we get in the portal? Um, my last point is I love what Bennett Warren did on Twitter yesterday. Because it goes back to my point about the whole last week seeking thing, you know. You want to play where you want to play at. I got it. But I love when someone calls out another school like that that's committed to us and let them know that we're locked in. But back to the Tyler Barron thing, don't worry about it. We're going to be all right, and I'll hang up. Thank you, Mississippi Vol. Uh, yeah, Tyler Barron, as a uh, senior, 28 tackles, six sacks. 
was was productive. One of the most productive um, defensive linemen in the SEC this year. But if you're Tennessee, you should feel good about being able to go out and get someone that has two years at least of eligibility left and go replace five and a half, six sacks. You should be able to do that. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm Tennessee, and listen, I've had good experiences with Tyler Barron. Uh, he's always been respectful for me. I'm cool with his dad. and um, So I don't have any issues with, with, with Barron. But if I'm Tennessee, I'm like, yo, you, you got into the portal once already. So you use the portal once to try to leverage more money. I don't know if he got more money or not. I don't, I don't know. But, like, I'm sure there were some conversations before you got into the portal about more money or whatever. Uh, if not, then it really doesn't change my take here. But this will be the second time him getting into the portal. And, well, also flirting with it in other off seasons. Yeah, so like I would be, I would be done. Like I, I would be ready to move on, and I would wish Tyler Barron the best. Um, and I would not be surprised if you're playing against Tyler Barron. Uh, honestly, um, you know, next season, depending on who we play. I mean, uh, I could, I could see him going to an SEC team, and hey. It's it's business. I have come to grips with that more and more over the last couple of months than ever. It's business. It's business. Yeah, I, I yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, no, you're fine. I, I did not bat an eye when Tyler Barron entered the the portal. I, I think Tyler Barron is a very good SEC football player. He is absolutely somebody that. From a a talent perspective, you want back on your football team, and and he did do a better job of buying in this season. Rodney Garner talked about that publicly about how Tyler was more of a Tennessee guy than a me guy, and I and while that quote is is good, I also think it tells you all you need to know about Tyler Barron. Uh, very much concerned about himself. Uh, quite often, even if he did mature a, a little bit this, this past season. So uh, Tyler Barron is a heck of a football player, I think. I, I think he's going to have a chance to play in the NFL for a long time. But uh, just w- with the way that he's quite frankly tried to hold Tennessee hostage the last couple of years and threatened this, threatened that, I, I just at some point, I, I think it's just whatever to, to let him walk. And, and I think Tennessee has kind of reached that point with Tyler Barron. And uh, you, you just better go out and make sure that you that you can replace him. Go go try and find you another Omar Norman lot uh, from from an offseason ago and, and make sure that you're developing David Hobbs and Tyree Weathersby coming off of his injury. And uh, to just make sure, yes, Tyler Barron is a good football player, but. Just make sure that you are replacing him as as best possible. Because if, if you can go find somebody, like you said, Swain, who has a, another year or two of eligibility, who who can also get you six sacks, then uh, that that could be a, a, an addition by subtraction, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, what we have to understand and put our feelings to, to the side here to understand this 
the tactics that these collegiate players are using are the same tactics that professional players use when it comes to holding out before the season. They're holding out before the season because they want more money. They feel like they've outplayed, you know, their, their contract. And so these college players, they have the portal to leverage more money for themselves. I'm I'm glad Tyler Barron didn't do it publicly. I mean, that's one thing I can appreciate is that, yeah, there may be some people that know the, the, the more details, know the truth, but it's not on social media. Um, now, speaking of that, a couple of weeks ago, there was a f- post from, from Dylan Sampson that had everybody freaking out that he was leaving. It was a post of a song, Drake, hold on, we're going home. And then folks assumed that he was leaving. Well, yesterday, it was a post from Young Boy. Song just never broke again. It's a picture of him and dapping up Josh Heupel. I guess that will insinuate that that things are good and we can expect Dylan Sampson back. <laughs> um, as as RB RB one, um, with Jabari Small and Jalen Wright uh, moving on. I can expect to see a lot of Dylan Sampson and a lot of uh, Cam Seldon in, in the bowl game. Um, if this is the, I don't think it's the strategy you have to take um, to get more money. I think you can get money, more money without, without publicly posting um, these type of messages, but Hey, if you, if you can do what you want and but there's no consequence, then I, I guess you're going to do what you want. But um looks like John Samson is going to be back with his cryptic tweet or cryptic message on Instagram. Joe Bency flat out said that he's coming back thanks to the Vol Club. Um, so you have your tackle. Yeah, you got Keenan Peely, you got your your tackles on the offensive line, and John Campbell Jr. and Jermancy coming back. Um, so that's good. You yeah yes you you have some tight ends that you are pursuing because that's very very important. Um, I'm a big fan of Jordan Dingle from Kentucky. Like I was a fan of his two years ago when Kentucky came here and when Kentucky did drive the football a little bit, it was Will Levis hitting Jordan Dingle. Uh, last year, I thought Dingle made some really good plays when they played us there. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He can he can block in the running game. He has really good hands. He can run routes. I, I think he does a great job with crossing routes and catching the ball uh, in traffic. Two years of eligibility. Man, dude, I love me some Jordan Dingle. I think he's a baller. Uh, so let, let me let me get this straight real quick. You don't want Vanderbilt receivers, but you want Kentucky tight ends. Um, 
I do want anybody that helps Tennessee improve. But Swain, the the logo on the helmet that Jordan Dingle has been wearing for years now would indicate that he is terrible at football. Don't you know that? It doesn't matter <laughs> who is wearing the helmet, who is wearing the jersey, the logo on the jersey and the helmet, that means that they're terrible. Uh, Don't you know this? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think you might be wrong, yeah. No, I, I think Jordan Dingle would be an, an awesome pickup for, for Tennessee as well. I, I've been impressed with him when Tennessee has played Kentucky uh, like you have these past two seasons. Uh, and it, it would probably be good to have a tight end conversation after our next break um, like we had with the defensive back room because Tennessee also had a decommitment uh, late last week on, on Friday. Uh, Tennessee decided to not pursue Justin Jolie jolly in in the the yukon tight end we that kind of broke thursday morning while we were doing the show uh did bring in the notre dame tight end over the weekend for an official visit um but it, it bringing in two transfer tight ends or another high school guy that that to me is worth the conversation but i do want to back up to gerald mincy real quick mm-hmm. before we continue talking about the tight ends mm-hmm. and emphasize what you and i both said last week or the week before whenever we discuss the offensive tackle positions I, I think it was last Tuesday after John Campbell uh, announced his return in epic fashion with the video that he posted on Twitter uh, I think it is a good thing in general that Gerald Mincy is coming back because I think he is a naturally talented offensive lineman because of how athletic he is I think he can be somebody that is a good right tackle for Tennessee, but he is too inconsistent on and off the field to trust him. So if I'm Tennessee, you got to make sure that you have somebody ready to compete with Gerald. You and I mentioned that last week whenever we talked about the tackle position. I don't believe that you can just go into the season allowing Gerald to be super comfortable knowing that he is the starter. I think you need to allow him to have some competition. Although, as I say this, I do think back to the last two years, and I would add that maybe he hasn't handled competition in the best way the last two years. So maybe that's not the answer. I know that sounds weird. Maybe in a different method of trying to get to him, allowing him to take full reins of the position would help him. But I, I still think that you, you got to bring in competition and, and find a way to, to push him. And hopefully to this point, he has learned to handle competition better. Yeah. This is why you always want players that won't go to the next level because you can always use the NFL as the carrot, right? Um, if Gerald Minty wants to play the next level, he has to mature period as, as a football player and as a person. And, um, I was more mature as a senior as I, than I was as a sophomore. Um, I didn't make the same mistakes as a senior as I did as a freshman. So uh, young players are going to make make mistakes. Young players are going to uh, mature, you hope, and there's going to be some times of immaturity. And so, you know, for, for Gerald, if he wants to play the next level, then, you know, he just has to mature, uh, period. And that's something that should be um, told to him by, you know, whoever, whoever. Um, that's that's you telling him the truth. He's he's an NFL 
lineman, man. He he has the physical tools to be uh, at the next level, man. He can bend. He's athletic, long arms. Um, man, he's a, he's a good player. But I do think if you're Tennessee, you you have, you have to prepare for injuries or prepare for anybody that you have as a starter that um, may get hurt or may get in trouble or or their performance may slip a little bit. Uh, you have to prepare for that, but. Um, but yeah, Jordan Dingle, uh, holding states to the, the, the tight end from Notre Dame, very important. Uh, Bauer Sharp looks like he's gonna be taking a visit this week, and uh, that's southeastern Louisiana's tight end. And you know, Bauer Sharp would be a guy that do you have to do you have to back up the Brinks truck to, to get coming from uh, southeast Louisiana? I don't know, I doubt it. Holding states, I don't know what he was getting paid in Notre Dame, but. Um, you, you have a position that's wide open for you. I mean, you you're essentially the starting tight end. Um, you got to beat out one one other player, and I mean that's that's a that's a great position to be in. Um, if you are holding states or or Jordan Dingle, any tight end that that uh, comes in Tennessee, man, that's that's a heck of an opportunity. It's literally one dude in the room right now. So a uh, lot to offer a receiver. Uh, I saw where. Um, we are talking to Chris uh, Brazell, who is the Tulane receiver with three years of eligibility. Uh, I don't know if he'll jump back out the portal. He's 6'5", 195. Tulane did just hire my high school teammate <laughs> and John Summerall, who... What was he talking about yesterday? I don't know what y'all talking about. You, buddy. Someone sent me a text like, uh, what? What John smoking? What y'all? What, what y'all smoking down in Huntsville? I was like, I don't know what. I, I, I expected you the same thing. I ain't been down to Huntsville um, enough to know what. I don't think John's been <laughs> to Huntsville. I don't know what John's talking about. I think he was just really excited in the moment. And and the thing about John, man, you you can get all of them. Um, you know, he's not one foot in, one, one foot out type of dude. Uh, he was an assistant coach at at, at Tulane before. Um, he was an assistant coach at Troy before he took over as head coach. So, like, he obviously is passionate about um, that community and, and that that program. But yeah, man, no one does that. He, I mean, making the college football playoffs—that was an okay comment. Like, it's it's reasonable to think that a school like Tulane, if they have an undefeated year, maybe pick up a big non-conference win, they could absolutely make the playoffs. I, I don't I don't think anything was wrong with that part of the comment. But then saying that they were going to win the whole thing when he got there, oh, Johnny. I don't know if your full name's Johnny, John, but that, that, was, that was quite the comment. Between him and uh, the new Indiana coach who came from James Madison. Oh, yeah, that was great. I mean, he, he came off the top rope. His first interaction with Indiana fans, what was it? Michigan sucks and like Purdue that, sucks and Ohio State does too. Yeah, I said Purdue sucks and uh, called out Michigan and Ohio State. So I mean, I I, I kind of respect it if uh, if Josh Heupel had come out when when he spoke at the Tennessee basketball game for the first time and was like, Alabama sucks, Georgia sucks, Florida sucks, Kentucky sucks, and Vanderbilt sucks too. I'm, I'm sure he, he he would have endeared himself to 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 Tennessee fan and Eli Drinkwood sucks and Shane Beamer sucks too. I, I'm sure Tennessee fans would have got a kick out of that. Oh, they would have loved it. Yeah, they would have loved it. Yeah, would have been would have been 
you know, freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, man, I was I was a little shocked by that, but hey, I was good. also surprised to to not go on a huge John Summerall uh, <laughs> tangent, but he is your high school teammate, so it it means a little bit more here on the Swain event. Uh, I was surprised to see him take that job. I I, I thought he might. I I know Tulane's in a better conference, but I I didn't necessarily view the Tulane job significantly better than the Troy job. And, oh, it's and it better. Seems, is it because you're in the state better. of Louisiana with all that talent? Absolutely. And and okay. uh, Tulane is is hitting another conference. I want to say they're in the are they in the Big Twelve? No, I think they're going to the AAC if they're not already there. Hmm. I mean, it's still a better job. Yeah, I, I just I do think there's a little bit of risk involved in terms of he had already built Troy up and if you go to Tulane and you don't have the same success there that you had at Troy, then you're gonna have to wait longer for that big job to come uh, if you don't have success right away. Yeah, he's he uh, But man. he should. His ability to recruit and and like you said, the state of Louisiana, it's littered with talent. Yeah, he's gonna he gonna be all right, man. Like, there's too much talent down there. Uh, he's too good of a coach. Um, the best part about Stoops not taking the A and M job for you was the fact that exactly John Summerall wasn't going to turn around and be the Kentucky coach because that's one thousand percent what Kentucky was going to do if uh, if Stoops had left. They absolutely would have hired John Summerall. I know, man. So I, I, that would have been tough for you. That'd been really tough for me. So it it worked out for you for your boy. I ain't complaining uh, at all. But I think he's going to be fine, man. I think he's going to be fine down there. Uh, and I think he's going to be successful. I don't know about college football playoff. Uh, winning it. I don't know about that one, John. I don't know about that one. Eh, that ain't going to happen, bro. That ain't going to happen. 865-255-03 is our number here to the Swain event. Fuel by Daddy and Barbecue. Bay Chevrolet text box. We will... Read your questions, your comments. Hiller. Giving away cash for the holidays on select purchases. Hiller wants to make sure that every child experiences the joy of Christmas this year. So they're donating $50 in toys to Toys for Tot with every tankless water heater purchase. Also giving away $250 Visa gift card with each unit. When you, sell, when you buy a select new HVAC system or whole home generator, Hill is going to give you a $500 Visa gift card. These purchases all have great financing options with low monthly payments. You know the saying, happy you'll be or the service is free. That is Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. You're listening to the Swain Event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. 
They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. All right, let's go to the Swain Event Hotline, 865-255-03. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Turkey Man. Hey, guys. Hey, Ben. How's your family? I was going to ask Ben about his family and the tornado. I've been thinking about you. In fact, I called you, Swain, and you and Homer. Didn't get no answer, but I was going to check if he knew anything about his family uh, out in Clarksville in that area. No, I appreciate you thinking of us. Uh, thankfully, my my grandparents are a little west of Clarksville in Paris, uh, and, and they were A-OK, so I appreciate you thinking of us. Yeah, I was. I, was, I, was, I knew you had family out there and friends, uh, but uh, that was tragic. I was, I was thinking about, about you. Uh, while I got you on with this question, both of you guys, but uh, first of all, the bowl, the bowl game coming up. How important is it uh, that we have a good showing uh, for the going into next season and and just for the program? Uh, how how important is that that we do that, and what needs to happen for us to do that? The other thing is is uh, how are we going to end up in. Uh, in the recruiting, uh, we always look at stargazing. I do. You just kid, kid me about that all the time. But uh, how are we going to end up, uh, especially in the nation uh, uh, and the SEC, but how are we going to look? And I'll get off, guys, let you finish your show, and uh, glad everybody's doing good. Talk to you later. Hey, thank you, Turkey Man. Uh, yeah, our guy, Big Orange Mac, was, was right there in the middle of things with the tornado, and I'm glad that, that he's okay, and um, and uh, you know, our, our hearts you know, break for for those that um, lives were lost and um, affected there in, in Middle Tennessee. 
Um, but good to see that Big Orange Mac is, is okay and, um, you know, tweeting like nothing ever happened on, on, on social media. And so uh, Orange Mac is always going to have those those high spirits, and he's been through a lot of adversity in the last couple of years. And, man, we just – we love his spirit. We love him and um, glad that he's okay. Um, as far as recruiting – does the does where you land in recruiting does it really matter when you think about it like the the, the national rankings because you don't play against the teams you don't play against Michigan and Ohio State and USC I mean it matters I guess if you're going to play them in the college football playoff but it does now I'm, I'm I'm just trying to get there I'm just trying to be one of the top teams in the SEC I'm trying to be better than the teams that we play in a, in the in the regular season and have a, a roster that matches up with the teams we play each and every Saturday. Um, so my, my, my approach is kind of like, Hey man, we cross that bridge when we get there. But at the same time, you always want to be number one. You always want to be in the top five in recruiting, no doubt about it. Um, but man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have a roster that we can coach up, develop, we have a unique system, a system that when we play to it, it's really hard to defend, hard to beat. And um, when we don't, it's it's really hard for us to overcome. It's a reason why everyone doesn't run the, the tempo that we run because it does put uh, your defense at a disadvantage. And it is a little bit harder to attract um, certain defense coordinators for those that always want to fire a defense coordinator. Like you could just go out there and, and get someone that's better in five minutes. Understand that we have a unique system that puts some stress on, on the defense. Some defense coaches are cool with that. Some are not. So people need to keep that, you know, in mind. Um, but to answer Turkey Man's question, um, being Tennessee right now is 14th overall. Obviously, you want to be you want to be better than 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 that. Uh, you know, last year Tennessee found themselves at, at eleven, and so you know you, you want to be in that top ten. You want to be top five, but that's where we are right now. Uh, we are we are sitting at fourteen. So um, if you hit the portal. Do a good job there, and do a good job with continuing your, your culture and developing guys in the weight room because that's that's where your team is built in the offseason is in that weight room offseason conditioning program. So, you know, Kurt Smith has his work cut out for him this year because it's not just about you know physical development; it's about mental development and leadership and you know, uh, crafting and developing leaders for, for this football team and football program moving moving forward. Uh, let's see. Amazing golf ball or Mike Matthews and um, Bryce Staley going to be dogs next year or what? I'm excited for those two. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I think, well... Mike Matthews is a dog. We'll, we'll see if that translates to the field as a true freshman. Yeah, we'll see, man. We just 
That's the only thing I can give you. I mean, obviously those players are good players in high school, but you know, I just saw a true freshman receiver not play. So, and I, a true freshman receiver that everybody thought was going to play at least a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, there's reasons for that, but I have to temper my expectations and 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 kind of see it first before. Before I say they're going to be dogs next year for us or not, I need to see it first. Very happy that Staley was able to hold off the, the South Carolina, the home team, and um, lock in with, with Tennessee. That was really cool. Really cool to see, you know, Dad. I mean, he's all in, man. There's no no question about where his level of commitment is. And so it's really cool to see parents' um, enthusiasm about their kids' destination after making a decision. Um, so that was really cool to see that. Nelson Jackson says, Austin Peay's coach went to UTEP. Yep, he sure did. That's a great hire for UTEP. Uh, Scotty Walden, and uh, you said crazy coach. He ain't crazy. He's enthusiastic. He's enthusiastic, man. He bring that juice. There ain't nothing crazy about that. And um, because of his enthusiasm, Enthusiasm. They played the way they played against Tennessee. He's a good coach, man. Volum Birmingham says Tennessee has money. I hope they are not bargaining, bargain shopping, and trying to get okay, but not great talent because it costs less out the portal to invest so much money in Nico. You need to spare no expense to surround him with championship level talent. Well, you got to look at it like this, Volum Birmingham. Seattle Seahawks, when they won Russell Wilson, they were able to invest so much money around Russell Wilson because he had a rookie contract. My Bears might have number one overall pick, and people are late. Ain't no might about it. The Panthers are terrible. So my Bears don't have number one overall pick. And so you got a, a, a Justin Fields that is closer to a second contract than his rookie contract. And so as good as Justin Fields has been playing as of late, if you're the Bears – you get Caleb Williams, you restart the clock, you have a quarterback on the rookie contract, and then you build around him. And that's kind of like the strategy that we've seen in the last couple of years. The 49ers, are they going to be as good here in, 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 when Brock Purdy is up for his second deal? They're going to have to pay him some money. Uh, the Eagles were able to uh, build a really good team around uh, Jalen Hurts before they pay him a, a bunch of money. And so... Um, when you look at Nico, yes, there's a big commitment towards towards Nico, um, you know. But I was talking to someone that was talking about Juice Wells, and you know, Juice Wells got a pretty big number in South Carolina, and did not play, and was paid that big number, and hit the portal. Well, if you are Tennessee, are you going to pay that same number or more than that number with him not even playing last year? And you need so many other pieces everywhere else? Now, we need receiver. Don't get me wrong. We need receiver. We have to address that big time. But you have a lot of holes you got to fill. Is receiver even top five on needs? Hell yeah. Top three? Yes. Really? Yes. 
Top three. Uh, well, who would you put in top three? A corner, a tackle, and an interior lineman. I'm, I think the, the receivers. And maybe are, a veteran linebacker as well. I think the receivers are hurt more than the corner. And, and tight end. I got tight end right there, number one. Yes, but, I would say tight end, number one. I'd say general secondary help, number two. And then I would the trenches three, four, five, six. And, and also, but I am also operating under the assumption that Brew McCoy comes back, which is not a hundred percent. Okay, he comes back. Given okay, he comes back. When is he going to be healthy? But see, I'm not saying that receiver is not a, a need. I I think Tennessee absolutely needs to add a receiver. But in terms of like what you're saying with Juice Wells, how much of the NIL pot are you willing to commit to the receiver position when, in my opinion, you have more desperate needs elsewhere? But there's desperate needs everywhere, and like it's hard to put a roster together. I mean, it's not it's not just about paying one guy a lot of money. Like if you feel like that guy's worth it, it's cool. But like you have to determine, like, is he is he going to operate in good faith? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? Like you, you can't put in his contract that you're only getting paid if you play. Because I mean that would be performance based. You can't you can't do that. So like from a character standpoint, football character standpoint, like you have to know before you drop bags on a guy like that. Uh, and that goes for any any player, Juice Wells or not, or receiver or not. Like you gotta know. And so. Wait, did you watch last season for Tennessee? Mm-hmm. You don't think receiver is top three? No. Did you watch the previous season? I think tight end, a corner, or not a corner, more of a safety. Just, gen- again, general secondary help, tight end, secondary and the trenches are more important than what Tennessee currently has at receiver right now. Brew McCoy, Squirrel White, Dante Thornton, and those other two receivers, Webb and uh, Nimrod, I feel better about that group than I do those other positions that I just mentioned. Do you, do you not? Do you feel better about the secondary situation than receiver situation? Uh, I feel better about secondary than receiver. Huh? Uh, yeah. Well, well I <laughs> again, I said Tennessee needs a receiver. I just the the secondary I I think is a, a much bigger area of need. But I'm just a baseball guy. What do I know? You mentioned two. You mentioned two guys that have not earn the trust to have to be confident that they're going to be like productive for you. I mean, I don't no, I know. I don't I don't know if Brew McCoy when he's going to be healthy. Like, I have no clue. When I, I say that, I'm not excusing the question marks in the room or saying that Tennessee doesn't need to add a receiver. I just don't think it's a top 3 need on the roster. Hey, I feel like you went out and you did everything you could to get Nico, but you're gonna have him. You ain't gonna supply him with some goods around him to, to to help make him look good. I just, 
I think that would be crazy. I, yeah, I, if they don't add somebody again, I'm not saying don't add anybody. No, no, but I, I'm just I'm just explaining how urgent. I mean, they literally don't have bodies at tight end other than one. I'm not. I, we said top three. I'm putting tight end number and one. I'm just talking if, about if they don't have a left guard or a right tackle you can trust. It don't matter who Nico can throw the football to. I, I understand that. I, I think that's a need. I think they'll address that. Um, you know, in the portal. I, but I look at. This offense, lack of explosive plays, and the big difference between 22 and 23 was that and receivers not being able to create separation. Um, I, you went out and got someone from the portal that was, was severely hyped and did not really do much until the Missouri game, and that's Dante Thornton. And so I know he knows that he has work to do. Uh, he has to play better, but like if you Tennessee, you can't afford to to not go out and get a dude at at receiver because you got to supply Nico with weapons. You, I, it, I I I get that again. I just I as crazy as it sounds, like I trust Dante more than I trust left guard situation, right tackle situation, the linebacker situation, the safety situation, the star situation. The tight end situation, like I, I get it. I agree with everything that you're saying. I just, I think there are, are bigger needs. And, and who knows? Maybe if you land a Juice Wells or an electrifying receiver, maybe that that lessens the importance of those other positions because you're you're gonna put up more points. But I just, there's there's a lot of needs on this roster, and and I don't I don't think that receiver's top three. Yeah, I I, I don't know about uh. I, I, I trust – I don't feel super confident about the receiver position going into the next year. But I feel better about that position than the other positions that I mentioned. I mean, linebacker, you got Kenny Peely back. You got uh, – Who's played one game of – who has not played a single down of SEC football. I understand that, but he'll be healthy. Like, there's, there's no doubt about him being healthy. And he was a starter before he got hurt. And then you have uh, Arian Carter, who will be a sophomore, who was out there as a true freshman. And did not look good hmm. more often than not. Okay, he looked like a freshman, but he was he was out he was out there. And then you have Jeremiah T. Lander, who has a huge upside. I like T. Lander. Yes, a lot. I I do too. Now, Herring, he got he got some work to do, right? Got some work to do. There ain't no doubt about it. But I feel better about the linebacker position than I do the receiver position outside Squirrel. And Squirrel has some limitations, too, because he's small. And Squirrel himself would say he had too many drops. But we all... I feel better about the receivers and the linebackers, but I will defer to you, the receiver. So you, you have the ultimate trump card. I've been I've been really really um, so every time I see Kevin Simon or Kevin Simon and I talk about this topic, he was filled in for for Josh on Friday, and then I had off yesterday. Um, but I've I've been very nice to the receiver group, very nice because we we need we need a lot of improvement in that area. Um, 
we did not perform the way we needed to perform. And if Nico's going to be successful here, we got to have dudes create separation. We got to have dudes mm-hmm. catching the ball and making making dudes miss. Um, we got to have some contested catches. Like, we got to have some dogs, man. We got to have some dudes at that position, and and we don't we don't have them right now, or they didn't play like we have them. So either we got to coach them up better, develop them better, or we got to get more dudes. But I think all of the above. If you have a a system that Josh Heupel has, which is predicated on explosive plays and offense, and it it ain't real scary when you don't have DBs and defenses afraid of your secondary, afraid of your receivers, and they're playing dudes up in the box, and they say, oh, "All right, we'll just." we'll let you have a little stuff in between and we'll let you have the stuff in between the 25s, but you know, we'll force you to kick field goals. Like we just wasn't scary on offense. And the reason why we wasn't scary is because we didn't have enough explosive players on the outside. So. Well, and Brian Hunt sucker who's playing left guard next year. And do you feel good about Gerald Mincy at right tackle? I don't. And they may re- be returning several guys on the defensive line who are veterans, but Tyler Barron's a, a loss just from a, a football talent. That's a loss. And that's also the same defensive line that I saw got pushed around by Georgia, Missouri, Alabama in the second half, Florida in the swamp. Like they had some good halves of football, no doubt about it, but they were very inconsistent this season. So, yeah, I, I, I don't feel good about the, the trenches. The, the in terms of competing for an SEC championship and winning it, trying to get to the college football playoffs, yeah, I do have concerns about the trenches, despite a lot of linemen returning. The, the because re- those linemen are the same linemen that were inconsistent this season. The receivers had a had a worse year than the trenches. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I'm just letting you know how like you're saying we need receivers. I'm saying we need receivers. I'm just saying that they are top three as far as priority lists. And I guess I'm also expecting them to take a jump this offseason. Like, I, I expect Dante Thornton to be better next season than he was this year. I expect Nimrod and Webb to be better than they were this season. And then you add a transfer receiver or two, and you only play three anyways. They don't rotate. Like, I, I'm expecting that position to take a, a, a natural jump, whereas, like, I think you need to add at the other positions to take that jump. Man. Go get it. Go get everybody. Every, every position got to be. I mean, great. do you not think that Dante Thornton and Chaz Nimrod and Caleb Webb and Squirrel are are, are going to be better than they were this season? I think they'll be better, but I need I need significantly better. I don't know if they're going to give me that. I don't know. I think they'll be better because they'll work hard in all season and uh, they'll be bigger, stronger, faster. They have a better understanding. But like, and I and I like Nimrod. I, I do. Uh, I, I like his ability on the outside. I think he does a good job catching the ball in, in space, um, in tight windows. He showed that, I want to say, the Texas A&M game uh, at home. I, I, I like I like Chaz. But I, yeah. I, like Dante Thornton, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how healthy Bruce going to be. So, like, I just, I just think it's important you go get a – a, a stud 
Yes, ab- absolutely. If, if you can, but going back to the original point and the original question, how much of the NIL pot are you willing to allocate to that stud receiver? Yeah, I think it depends on how many years he has left. It depends on uh, you know football character. I think it depends on a lot of things. But um, you you can't go into the season go oh yeah we we gonna roll with who we had last year and just assume that you know they're gonna be better and that's all we need. No, no, you absolutely have to add a receiver. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. No. You need a stud receiver. Yep. There's no doubt about that. You, you need a dude. You got to have a dude. So, you got to figure I mean, it I was out. On, I was on here all year saying that it wasn't all Joe. So, obviously, I recognize no, that yeah, you're right. Tennessee needs to, to add uh, in in the passing game. No, 100%. 100%. We split the hairs. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you got to. You, you, you have to um, address. All the positions. Yeah, all the positions. But I just think it's urgent to get you a dude on on, on the outside. So um, I'm with you. 865-255-03. Let me hit this text box up this morning. The Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. Um, Mike from Conyers, I was surprised to see two defensive players, Tyler and Tamarion. Who are getting a lot of playing time and a lot of love from Raw Nation into the portal? Is there anything we should be worried about? Uh, I don't. Who cares? I don't think people care about love. Well, if you're getting a lot of love for the fan base, because love ain't paying no bills for these players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these are business decisions made by by these two gentlemen, and I wouldn't put these two moves um in the word category like i'm i'm not worried about about these two players hitting the portal i appreciate them and what they contributed to tennessee uh, i had a good experiences with them but i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm that i'm worried tennessee should be able to um, move forward other mckee is listening to us live from disney world already he already had Four GBOs or Rocky Tops or Go Vols this morning. It's been great. We are truly everywhere. Um, good question here by Robert. Why do you think the Vols have been slow out of the gate on portal success? Does a portal in most cases simply come down to NIL in y'all's opinion? I can't sit here and say that it simply comes down to that. Um, I think for some players, it's it means a lot more than others. I do feel like it's it's easy to look at Auburn go and, and and secure one of the top receivers in the portal and look at other teams in this conference go get additions from from the portal but i understand how you know this staff wants to be wants to be really careful and in the day like the proof is going to be in the put whether or not we make the right moves or not the results are going to show on the football field and so um you can't just go get any player that's not intelligent. You, you just can't. And you can't go get any player that is going to be a knucklehead. Like there's too much money that you're willing to invest in a, a young man. So you got to be, you got to be, you got to be sure. You got to be sure. So uh, we want things now. We don't want to wait. 
but I'm willing to wait to be able to have a chance to get guys like you know, Holden States or Jordan Dick or Jordan Dingle. I think I think those will be some really really good players uh, that will make our tight end room. Um, I won't I won't I won't say better than last year, but that certainly has a chance to be better. I'm not dismissing it being better. It could be absolutely better from a from a pass game standpoint. I thought we did a really good job in the running game, the tight end room, but from a pass game standpoint, it has a chance to be better. All right, let's get to the phones quickly. Uh, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. It's Coy and Macon. What's up, Coy? What's up, Coy? Oh, not much, man. Just chilling. Um, hey, I, I got a quick question for you. I've been doing a lot of trying to read up on the NIL stuff and was um, – I think I – I may have heard this on um, one of the 247 podcasts that we're talking about, uh, kind of make you think about roster management and, you know, how much money uh, a player has the ability to make, like the seniors, to the seniors, that this is their last chance to make a little bit of money. Um, They didn't come in under NIL. So, you know, not knowing whether or not they would make a NFL roster, um, you know, it started making me think about is really about roster management, how much money a team has available to spend each year. What I mean, what does that look like, Swain? Does it, do we have a certain amount we want to commit to NIL deals each season? And you kind of sp- have to figure out where you're going to spread it out. Maybe that's why they let some players go, because you can get more value with less money or, you know, take take the money you save on a few players and put it towards one player? What what does that look like? A thousand percent. Yeah, that's that's what we we covered that in the first, uh, I want to say, 15, 20 minutes uh, of, of the show. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I got to give a listen. I was doing the, doing the kid drop-off. Oh, no, I feel you, man. I feel you, man. Yeah. We, 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 I do it. Every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it's like being on a NAS, being on a NASCAR track like Alvin Kamara to, to yeah, get back and do the show. So, yeah, that's a, it's on the first twenty minutes of the, of the podcast. We'll have it posted up for you uh, as soon as the show is over. All right, that's what's up, man. Well, I appreciate it. Well, you guys have a good rest of your week, and if I don't talk to you before, have a merry Christmas. You too, my friend. Thank you, man. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. With Coy asks, it's 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 like having salary cap uh, in the professional ranks. That's exactly what it is. Period. Point. Blank. And so when you see guys hit the portal that, oh, man, I didn't didn't think they would leave. Well, maybe the number that that player wants is just not the number that Tennessee is willing to, 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 to pay. And you got to go get someone else who brings a level of production that maybe you are more comfortable paying. MindBodyKnoxville.com. That's the website for Mind Body Wellness. They are here in Knoxville. They can help design a plan for you and your mental wellness. They are accessible, affordable, and available. Mental illness can dictate every aspect of your life, making you feel helpless and things out of control. This is why. Mind Body Wellness is so important. They offer mental health treatment in an outpatient setting, making it easy for you to take care of your mental well-being. That is mindbodyknoxville.com. Benjamin, have you found a house yet? Are you going you ready to move to Knoxville? What's going on? What's the latest 
<laughs> there. You're gonna be well, closer we're, to we're, the Swains. We're 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 trying to get further away from the Swains. Well, we're trying to get further away from Jason Swain. That's a lie. Uh, the, the the other Swains we are trying to get closer to. That's a lie. Uh, especially Ace. But no, Jennifer Morris is doing all that she can to help us. Uh, she's got somebody coming out to the house tomorrow to take photos so we can get my current house listed. She's going to help me get this bad boy sold and into a, a new house uh, once we get this one on the market and folks looking at it. So uh, Jennifer Morris is the absolute best in, in the Knoxville area. I say it all the time. Truly believe it. She takes all the stress away of the the selling process and 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 also the the buying process as, as well. There's a lot that goes into it, obviously, and uh, she she makes it a, a very smooth and, and easy process. So cannot recommend uh, Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty enough. Swain Event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. For Ben McKee, Gulf Hawks 247, I'm Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your day. We are out. Peace and love.